Good morning, it's Thursday, May 19th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, an enjoyable evening in Nako, Sonora turned sour for three friends. Why? They weren't allowed to return to the United States. Before we jump in, some local history. Born in 1914, Stanley Davis Jones was an American songwriter and actor, primarily writing Western music. He is best remembered for writing Ghost Riders in the Sky. Jones was born in Douglas and grew up on a ranch. In his free time, he wrote songs, and eventually more than a hundred were recorded. Jones wrote almost entirely Western music. He composed songs for several Western movies. He also played small parts in several Westerns. Three of his songs, Ghost Riders in the Sky, the theme from The Searchers, and Cowpoke, were chosen by members of the Western Riders of America as being among the top 100 Western songs of all time. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash bensonhospital. Now our feature story. An enjoyable evening in Nako, Sonora turned sour for three friends. Why? They weren't allowed to return to the United States. The trio, Jay Allen, Maria Canali, and Christian Lipman, had gotten dinner and drinks at a nearby barbecue-style eatery just a block and a half from the Naco port of entry. That was on May 7th, a Saturday. Allen, an experienced Mexico traveler and Bisbee native, told his two friends that they had to get back to the port of entry before it closed at 10 p.m. so they could walk back to their vehicle parked in front of the Gay 90s bar in Naco, Arizona. But when the three friends crossed an outdoor corridor leading toward the U.S. port of entry, they were stopped by an agent with CBP's Office of Field Operations. Allen said it was about 9.50 p.m. The agent told them they could not come through. The metal bars had gone up, preventing them from crossing back into the U.S. Finally, a supervisor appeared. The three friends said the supervisor conceded that it was not yet 10 p.m., but that they had procedures to take care of, and that if they wanted to come back to the U.S., they could do so via the ports of entry at either Douglas or Nogales. Note that the Douglas port of entry is open 24 hours, and one of two ports of entry in Nogales is also. After Alan, Canali, and Lipman gave up arguing with the Office of Field Operations agents, it was past 10 p.m., and the dejected trio walked back into Naco. There were no taxis running along the main thoroughfare, and the Saturday night festivities were starting to quiet down. They had two choices, stay in a Naco motel until early morning, or try and find someone who would drive them to Agua Prieta, about an hour east of Naco, on a dark rural road. The trio came upon two young men sitting on some steps outside a building. They'd just gotten off work at a sushi cafe in Naco and told Alan and the two women that he'd give them a ride. So they piled into the back seat of the man's car. The stranger drove slowly along the remote roadway to Agua Prieta, Alan said, chattering in English the entire way. Luckily, once they got to the port of entry, they got through very quickly. But Lippmann said the entire ordeal left her reeling. A native of East Germany who lives in Paris, Lippmann said not being able to cross back into the U.S. dredged up memories of her youth. The trio said they wanted to tell their story because they hoped the same thing does not happen to anyone else out in Naco for a night of entertainment. Next, we're excited to share our new weekly segment, Best of Preps, brought to you by our friends at Lolly Automotive. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer-friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now, best of preps. Welcome back, everyone, to one of the highlights of my week, and that is when I get to sit down with my friend, the Herald Review Media Sports Editor, Bruce Wetton, to discuss all things Cochise County Sports here on the Daily Chirp Podcast in a segment we call Game of the Week. Now, Bruce and I just got done wrapping up an interview that will drop on this podcast platform and hopefully on YouTube and Facebook for the Herald Review Media with NFL Hall of Famer James Lofton, who will be live in person for the Best of Preps Award Ceremony, which will be attended by every high school in Cochise County and will honor the best athletes, the best teams of this past school year. And that will take place on Thursday, June 9th at the Klein Center for Performing Arts, which is the main auditorium at Buena High School. And it will feature our special guest, NFL Hall of Famer James Lofton. Now, Bruce, how cool was it for you and I to sit down and throw questions at an NFL Hall of Famer? We talked with him about what it was like to play for the Hall of Fame coaches that he played for, you know, Bill Walsh, Mark Levy, and a few others, Bart Starr. And then, of course, which city was coldest, Green Bay or Buffalo. But the advice that struck me most was when we talked to him about education versus athletics. And his response to that was just totally amazing. And uh, we want to save the answers for the story and for the interview But I was really impressed. Classy, classy man. Absolutely. Not just on the field. His accomplishments there speak for themselves. Eight-time Pro Bowler, over 14,000 yards receiving. He was the first player to catch a touchdown pass in the 70s, 80s, and 90s decades. Just an incredible athlete. But yeah, talking to him today was really, really fun. And he holds track records at Stanford. Still to this day. To this day. Which a is, long jump and one of the sprints. I want to say 200, but I, I know it's a long jump for sure and then one of the ones. But yeah, to this day, he still holds a track athlete record or track records at Stanford. And that is from the mid to late 70s because he was drafted into the NFL in 1978. That was so cool, too, his draft day experience. You know, he gets drafted, goes to class, comes out of class, has team meetings and... You know, normal day, anything like it is today. Yeah, we talked about so much in this interview, and we're looking forward to it dropping here on this podcast platform. So wherever you find this podcast is where you will find the interview with James Lofton that we got to do as a way to whet our appetite for the Best of Prep Ceremony on Thursday, June 9th. Be sure to get your tickets now. So, Bruce, let's talk about what happened in Cochise County sports this past week. We wrapped up high school sports this past week. We are officially done. And we went out with the state champion, Jeff. We got our state champion, Jeffrey Gribble, Bisbee High School senior, won state. He had a state meet to remember. He won the long jump with a jump of 23 feet, three and a half inches, and came in second in both the 100 and 200 meter races. He was Cochise County's lone state champion this spring. So hats off to the Bisbee High School senior, we're still waiting to find out where he's going to sign collegiately, if he's going to go play football, play run track, what he's going to do. But uh, it was an exciting time this past weekend when the results began trickling in, letting people know, letting us know that he had one state. Other schools that were represented were the Buena Colts. William Stimler placed fifth in the javelin, seventh in the shot put. 
Caleb Danielson was sixth in the high jump. Douglas High School had athletes in the state finals. Anthony Duronsolet, one of my former players of the week. Yep. Third in the 200, fifth in the 100, broke a school record along the way in the process. Senior Litzy Leva, Douglas High School, eighth in the triple jump. And in the smaller schools, Benson, Bisbee, St. David, Tombstone, Valley, and Wilcox all competed in the Division Four state finals. Representatives for Benson who placed was Landon Vance, third in the discus. Senior David Tesso, sixth in the discus. Ryan Francione, sixth in the 100 hurdles. And for the Benson girls, we had Lauren McBride, fifth in the 300 hurdles. Maggie Barker, seventh in the pole vault. For Bisbee, of course, Gribble was the soul of the show. But right behind him was senior Edward Hawley, who signed with Hastings College of Football but finished second in the shot put in the state of Arizona. Way to go, Edward. Very proud of you, son. St. David took three athletes to state. Sophomore Anissa Hakez took second in the javelin. And the Tombstone boys uh, had two girls and two boys girl to state. Malachi Keller, uh, that group, placed second in the high jump for them. And the highlight for us, Next to Gribble, uh, we had just honored her, Junior Maylie Thompson out of Wilcox. She placed third in the 100, fourth in the 200, fourth in the javelin, and fifth in the long jump. So she placed in the top five in all four of her events at state. So good, solid representation from Cochise County at the state track meet. Baseball, unfortunately, was kind of a disappointment. Last week going in, we had six teams that were either in the region finals or finals. And unfortunately, none of them were victorious. Some of them gave us some very exciting games. And before we get down to the high school ranks, we're going to start with the Cochise College ranks. Cochise was at Central for the Region 1 Finals. They won Game 1, 3-1, to one, dropped Game 2, 9-4, to four, so they forced Game 3. Now in Game 3, which was Saturday at noon, in Coolidge, mind you, where the heat's bearing down on an open wide field, they were down 2-1 to one in the bottom of the ninth. Leadoff runner gets on base, comes around to second and third, winds up on third with two outs, two strikes on the batter, and the runner and Coach Inglehart set up a play where he stole home, scored, tied the game at 2-2, so we go extra innings. They didn't play 10, they didn't play 11, they didn't play 12, they played 15 oh. innings in that grilling heat. Four and a half hour game. So top of the 15th, Coach East gets up, and they get runners on third base and can't score. And I thought when that happened, I thought, you know what? This is going to come back to bite you. And it did. Because in the bottom of the 15th, the Central Arizona College for Carroll's hit a solo shot to win it. And ironically, the closer of this game, who pitched the last three innings, was the starter of Thursday's game, who threw seven innings. So in the third and final games of the series, it's all hands on deck. And we saw that when your starter comes in as a reliever. Yeah. So CAC is now on to the district tournament where they're going to be battling College of Southern Idaho and Salt Lake Community College this weekend up in Utah. That winner goes to the College World Series. But for our Apaches, they finish the year 44-18 and 18 overall, 27-11 and 11 in conference, 24-2 and two at home, 20-16 and 16 on the road, and 6-4 and four in the last 10 games. They had a winning percentage this year, Jeff, of 7-11. And, you, you know, you have that kind of season. It's like the Giants and the Dodgers last year. You had two of the hottest teams playing in the playoffs in the first round of Major League Baseball. So it's so unfortunate. They ended the season on a two-game skid. The team batting average was 302, on-base percentage 403. 
and a slugging percentage of 451. The team leader this year in home runs was Mackay DeSoto. He had 11 of the 35 team home runs. So unfortunately, Coaches College's baseball season is done, but they still gave us – they made it exciting till the very end. I mean, a 15-inning game, I mean, the first nine innings were breezing along, and then all of a sudden the ten, things just got to slow down, and it was like, it's a little hot, folks. Come on. <laughs> but speaking of hot, it was blazing up in Phoenix, wasn't it? Yeah, I was there a couple of times for softball and baseball semifinal games. Our Benson Bobcats made it exciting. They got to the state finals but came up short in their quest to two-peat. They lost to Scottsdale Christian on Saturday at 6-5. Scottsdale was a 2019 champs. There were no champs in 2020 because of COVID. Benson was a 2021 champs, and then Scottsdale reclaimed the title this year. So it's been either one of those two teams, but Benson had their chances this game, but that four-error inning that gave up three runs to Scottsdale Christian cost them. And on Friday, Benson beat Miami 11-3, and Tombstone, who was also in the finals, played Scottsdale Christian in the semis, and they got beat 10-1. to and going into those three play state playoff games, or after those three state playoff games, the opening round, second round, and third round, Scottsdale Christian had outscored their opponents 43-4. to So I thought that baseball score was going to be a lot worse than what it was because Scottsdale had the hot bats. But good pitching stops good hitting, and obviously Benson had that, and their hurlers did a good job of keeping the Scottsdale players off balance. So um, Scottsdale's the state champs, hats off to them. St. David fell in the state semifinals. They lost to Baghdad 9-1. to Baghdad went on to lose in the state championship game to number one Mogollon 8-2. to And Mogollon this year won state title in football and baseball. Wow. So that senior class of theirs is really dominant. And so that's one of the things that's going to be interesting to see how tough this school is going to be next year. Softball was kind of a surprise. Benson got shut out by Kingman Academy 3-0 on Thursday. You were there calling that game, and I really thought Benson was going to steamroll this team, but I wasn't expecting that pitcher we saw from Kingman to be so darn good. She was phenomenal. Phenomenal that night. Yes. Because she got hammered 12-2 in the finals by uh, Round Valley. Yeah. And so, yeah. But my dark horse, Wilcox, they almost became a legitimate, true Cinderella team. They lost to Round Valley 5-4 to in a walk-off in the bottom of the seventh. Yep. And uh, so Round Valley is your 2A softball state champions. But hats off to Wilcox, hats off to Benson, St. David. Benson baseball and Coaches College and Tombstone. What an exciting week to wrap up the high school season. I mean, we were still Saturday night at 10 o'clock trying to figure out who's doing what, where, when. It was an exciting way to to wrap up the high school season. And so now we get to take these honors, take these brags, and carry everything over to best of preps, which, you know, as we discussed earlier, this is going to be a night to showcase our athletes and honor them and commend them for the outstanding performances. Well, and speaking of uh, honorees, we have postseason honors that we're going to mention today. All but one region has been announced, and so we're going to announce those that we have for the 5A, Buena, Sam Pitt, second team. John Enright, Cole Godfrey, David Peterson, and Luke Serna landed honorable mention honors. I found out on Sunday from uh, Mark Schaefer that Serna and Enright have been invited to play in the Arizona All-Star game in Goodyear, May 29th. And so he's gonna, they're going to go parts that represent Buena High School in Cochise County and take part in the All-Star game. We wish them well. For Douglas, 4A, Aiden Rodriguez, first team. Emilio Martinez, Diego Sanchez, second team. 
Angel Guerrero, Diego Alan Martinez, Jose Moreno, and Isaac Ruiz Higuera landed honorable mention honors. And then the two-way, holy cow, Jeff, the two-way recognitions. Okay, we're going to begin with the big awards. Benson's Fred Trujillo, Coach of the Year. Yes. Joel Esparza, Tombstone, Region Defensive Player of the Year. Wyatt Wilharm, Benson, Region Offensive Player of the Year. Yep. And the overall Player of the Year, Wilcox's Aiden Fuentes. He was phenomenal as a pitcher. We'll run down the names here real fast. Aiden Fuentes, first team, all region. Wyatt Wilharm, first team, all region. DJ Elias, Tombstone, first team, all region. Joel Esparza, Ty Adams, Victor Ramirez, Tristan Martinez, Christian Pando, Antonio Rigney, and Angel Rigney Brothers, first team, all region. Second team honors, Brock Detterman, Benson, Cesar Acanez, Tombstone, Zach Lades, Benson, Cash McCumber, Wilcox, Cameron McFarland, Benson, Nate Ellison, Tombstone, Diego Chavez, Bisbee, Gabe Garcia, Tombstone, David Zamudio, Bisbee, and we had several players land honorable mention honors. We'll just throw them in real fast, about six of them. Davin Judd, Benson, Tyler Paquette, Benson, Admar Vargas, Benson, David Chapman, Bisbee, Sebastian Lopez, Bisbee, Jose Mendez, Bisbee, Bryston Meyer, Bisbee. Bryston Meyer, I guess he's also in the racing cars. And I did not know that. And we got a stringer up in Tucson who does stories for Tucson Speedway. Well, one of the stories she's submitting that's going to come out later on this week is on Bryson Byer and his passion for racing. Interesting. That's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to reading that. So he's very versatile, like many of our athletes are. And then Horacio Oliveira from uh, Bisbee, honorable mention as well. In the world of 2A softball, again, more accolades there and more Coaching of the Year honors, which was kind of exciting to see. Burt Cardenas, Benson, Coach of the Year. Jesse Gonzalez-Wilcox, Region Defensive Player of the Year. Selena Wilharm, Player of the Year. Wow. And for Offensive Player of the Year, we had Wilcox and Benson Co., Allison Wilson of Wilcox, and Tatum Benson of Benson. They are your co-offensive Region Players of the Years. First team accolades, Trinity Bullock of Benson, Selena Wilharm Benson, Jesse Gonzalez-Wilcox, Allison Wilson Wilcox. Braxton Hammonds, Wilcox, Nevea Trejo, Benson, Tatum Benson, Benson, Raina Atkins, Benson, and Jaslyn Felix of Wilcox landed first team honors. Second team honors went to Grace Park of Benson, Shaylin Taylor Benson, Maylee Thompson, Wilcox, Riley Franchione, Benson, Dahlia Ebert, Wilcox, Sadie Webb, Benson, Brandy Larson, Wilcox, and Brianna True of Tombstone. And, um, couple of honorable mentions. Adamina Martinez of Bisbee and Valerie Wright of Bisbee got honorable mention, as did Kalia Cowan of Tombstone, Maria Lopez of Tombstone, Isabel Romero of Tombstone, Phoebe Dolum of Wilcox, Caitlin Lane of Wilcox, and Natalie Thompson of Wilcox are your honorable mention honors. And last but not least, your 1A baseball. And again, we got some very nice rewardings here. Uh, Ron Goodman's Coach of the Year for the St. David Tigers, Ryan Gooding who had the big walk-off against Anthem in the semis, or in the quarters, I should say. Uh, he's the defensive player of the year. And the overall player of the year doesn't surprise me. This kid is a stud. He was our football player of the year, and now he's the baseball player of the year. Talon Haney of St. David. So he was the region football player of the year, and now he's a region baseball player of the year. So that tells you how talented this team is. Real quickly here, second team honors, Jeremiah Gill, St. David, Jace Mitchell, Valley Union, Dylan Mitchell, brother, Valley Union, Braden Merrill, St. David, 
Angel Vasquez, Valley Union, J.J. Valenzuela, and those are your second-team honorees. Valley Union landed Stephen De La Cruz and Elijah Reyesco as honorable mention honors. So, like we said, the 1A softball had not been announced yet. We are expecting those any day. When those come out, we'll be running them in a future issue of the Herald Review. So, you know, I'm pleased to see that our Cochise County athletes did so well in the overall team awards, individual awards. And, I mean, to see Wilcox and Benson, Wilcox and Benson, Wilcox and Benson in the overall big awards says a lot about those two schools and their athletic programs. Every athlete aspires to get to the state meet, regardless if it's individual or team. And the fact is, at least you had a chance to compete and win. You know, yes, you may have come up short and they're disappointed now, but looking at the big picture overall and in the, in down the road, it's like with the beloved Buffalo Bills. I mean, they were getting chastised for losing three Super Bowls in a row, but you look back at what that team accomplished during those years, and now we're looked, they're looked at differently. They're looked at more reverently, more respectfully because of what they accomplished during that period because it is not easy to get to state or the Super Bowl and to be able to do it on consecutive years. Hats off to these kids. Hats off to the coaches. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, looking ahead to the sports this week, I know we have soccer coming up. Yep. Coronado Athletic Club is back at home this Saturday night. They only have three games, three matches, correction, soccer plays matches. They have three matches left in the season. They're at home this week, off next week, on the road the week after, then at home for the finale in four weeks. And so uh, we're going to pick that up, and then we're starting to beat the bushes and find out what's going on with our football teams because summer conditioning begins. And so, and then, of course, we got Little League going on. And so now we're starting to beat the bushes because we, we are looking for feature stories and trying to get stuff covered. But it's still an exciting time right now. But if anything, I'm just, I've got June 9th circled on my calendar right now because that's the day that I'm, I'm just really excited about. And plus, it's shortly right after that, Bruce is going to take a little R&R. And yeah, well-deserved. And disappear for a few weeks and go off the radar. So I'm excited for Lofton coming down. I'm excited for the kids to recognize the kids. I'm excited for the evening. You know, because I really believe it's going to be a magical night. I really do. I think everything's going to go according to schedule. And as I told Mr. Lofton on the on the call today, I said, you know, we're honoring a 2,400-yard passer, four 1,000-plus-yard rushers. You know, these kids are phenomenal we've had. And we didn't even mention baseball and, you know, the state track champion we had. So these are things that he'll find out about that night. But I kind of got the sense he's looking forward to it too, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's excited to meet these young athletes and to share a lifetime of athletic wisdom. He talked about his passion for high school sports, too, and that's one thing I liked. Yeah, and I definitely think that'll be shining through when we see him in person, live at Best of Preps on Thursday, June 9th. Exciting time of year, Jeff. Exciting time. We're, we're winding down. We'll take, we'll take a little lull here. And then in August, we kick off again because football is 60 days away. It'll be here before we know it. And this has been an amazing journey so far. I know we're far from done yet because in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing a best of preps preview, letting everybody know the thought process, the things they can expect at the best of prep ceremony. And then we'll do a wrap up looking at the ceremony itself, some behind the scenes things that happen. So we will be getting together a couple of more times before the big fall sports are underway. Sounds like a plan, Jeff. Sounds like a plan. And with no specific Game of the Week or Athlete of the Week this week, we will wrap up this edition of Game of the Week. Again, congratulations to all of the spring sports teams and athletes who competed in their sports-specific state tournaments. 
And please do mark your calendars for Thursday, June 9th, the Best of Preps Awards ceremony that will highlight all of these athletes and teams that we cover right here on Game of the Week, which will be held at the Klein Center for Performing Arts, which is the main auditorium at Buena High School again on Thursday, June 9th. From the Cochise Broadcasting Studios of KKYZ 101.7 FM, the oldies station in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and on behalf of my friend, the Herald Review Media Sports Editor Bruce Wetton, my name is Jeff Davenport, and I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your day. And now we'll send it back for the rest of today's Daily Chirp. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our friends at Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative for helping to make this special section of today's episode possible. We'll have another edition of Best of Preps coming to you next week. Stay tuned. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience, like maybe laughing together at a funny movie or screaming together at a scary movie, pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. Next, we're excited to tell you about an upcoming event going on in our community. Today's event is brought to you by Prestige Assisted Living. Among older adults, falling is the leading cause of hip fractures and traumatic brain injuries, making falls a pressing health concern. At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, they have a free online assessment that can help you discover risk factors. By taking just a few minutes to fill out the evaluation, you might discover reasons you might not have previously considered. Being proactive is a great way to help yourself or a loved one stay safe. So visit fallriskassessment.com today to take a step towards safety. Again, that's fallriskassessment.com. You can also use the link in our show notes. On Sunday, head over to Bisbee Grand Hotel at 7 p.m. to see Mike Oregano. Truly a unique act unlike anything yet, Mike Oregano is a one-man band. Mike uses his feet to hit the drums as well as an array of fully intuitive pedal boards complete with loopers, bass splits, synthesizer sounds, etc. He records the rhythm section on the spot and layers over it with drums, solos, fills, etc. all while singing, rapping, or talkboxing and soloing on his guitar simultaneously. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace, your helpful place. Let's talk outdoor grilling, broiling, smoking, and baking. At Ace, we offer Traeger, Big Green Egg, Weber, Charbroil, and Uni. If you haven't triggered your ribs, smoked a brisket on a Big Green Egg, broiled salmon on a Weber, grilled burgers on a Charbroil, or baked a pizza in 60 seconds on your Uni pizza oven, let's talk. Get the spices, rubs, sauces, fuels, and accessories to cook something new every day for weeks or even months to come. Shop Ace first since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Also, we're excited to announce that the Herald Review Media Team has just launched a local e-commerce website specifically for Cochise County businesses to sell their products and services. 
Now you can shop 24-7 online at your favorite local businesses participating on loveshoplocalaz.com. Check it out. Finally, today we're remembering the remarkable life of Dorothy Ellen Bell. Dorothy was born in 1958 in Hackensack, New Jersey, and grew up nearby. She later moved to Arizona to be with family. Here, she found her passion for the medical field and worked for the Cochise County Health and Social Services as a nursing assistant. She loved to travel and continued to do so until she decided to settle her roots in Sierra Vista in 2009. She battled breast cancer for many years and fought a strong fight. She is survived by her mother, her twin sister, sisters, brother-in-law, brother, and many nieces and nephews that will forever love and cherish their memories with her. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate Dorothy's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Friday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager, Pascal, can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.